Well, welcome everybody to another episode of our Advent podcast, Tidings of Comfort and Joy. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Peter Randwick. Hello, and uh, thank you for trying to pronounce my name properly. How, how should we pronounce it properly? <laughs> well, it's a Dutch name, so it's inherently difficult to pronounce, but it's Randewijk. Right. Yes. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> And Peter is an old friend and regular visitor to Westlake. If you don't know Peter, you almost certainly know Peter's wife, Vanessa, who, through her work with the Walk Ministry, Port Espoir, which reaches out to the women in Lausanne's Red Light District. Mm -hmm. And Peter worked for many years for YWAM and has recently taken on the role of pastor at Eglise des Bovores in Lausanne, where despite everything that's going on at the moment, he is seeing the Lord rebuilding and strengthening his church. But I've asked Peter to come today to talk about the census at the time of Jesus' birth. Let me just read to you from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, words that you know very well. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. Peter, what do you make of that? It's a momentous event in people's lives, isn't it, in the past? Mm -hmm. What do you make of this, the calling of the census by Augustus? Well, well first of all, when I read this uh... Well, I've read this many times, but for me, it always comes across as one of those typical government decisions that come from the top, yeah. uh, where they don't really care too much about making everyone's life miserable because yeah. they just need their taxes. Yeah. Uh, so, so for me, it's it's a bit what, what uh, I don't know if you know this, Dr. Paul Farmer, he wrote a book about this, a bit like structural violence, you know, it's like, okay, let's make everyone's life difficult because we need their money. <laughs> a perpetual gripe of ours against government. Exactly. No taxation without representation, right? <laughs> exactly. And so this upheaval on people's lives is imposed on them by this central governing authority. Yes. And I think it's interesting when you start studying this a little bit is that this, the taxation that actually came out of this census uh, led to a revolt. In, in Acts 5.37, uh, there is a reference to the revolt of Judas the Galilean. Yeah. And uh, apparently this revolt actually came out of the fact that they started uh, cashing in the taxes uh, out of this census. Yeah. So the Jewish people very much resenting the Roman forces imposing taxation on them. Yeah. At the same time, it does show that that it's really a historical fact and it's not there just to uh, fill space on the pages of the Bible. And I think for me, this, this is so important for me that, that it is a historical fact that Jesus was born in time and space. And this is not just a great inspiring story, especially in our current uh, epistemological crisis that we experience in the world, what's true, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. The, the word really did become flesh, mm -hmm. to dwell among us. Yes. And he took on flesh in Bethlehem. Yeah. And of course, Peter, we can be overawed sometimes by the power of government in people's lives. But of course, the Lord uses this here for his purposes, doesn't he? Yes. And that's, I think, one of the encouraging aspects of this is that one of these things that we might uh, call a, a grave injustice or a gross injustice uh, by a, an uncaring government because the Roman emperor was not exactly 
and a great example of caring for his uh, people, still God is actually using this uh, for the, the redemption of the whole world. So this is incredible. Yeah. And he uses it to bring Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. Yeah. So I think the, um, the issue with Bethlehem was that it seems that the system of, of registration of families was then linked to a city of origin. Uh, like we have in Switzerland. In my passport, it says Oberville im Simmental because of my wife's family, but neither of us have ever been there and we don't speak such German. But uh, imagine we would do a census, we all have to go back there. <laughs> it would be interesting. It would. So that's how it seemed to work. So that's how they ended up in Bethlehem. But of course, when you start reading a bit about the criticism, you know, historical criticism, of course, uh, that has been there saying, ah, Jesus was never born in Bethlehem. It wasn't possible. There was no census. Interestingly enough, then they found the papyrus in, in Egypt, which actually talked very specifically about the census of people to return to their own homes, not where they worked or lived, but where they came from, so that the, the census might be carried out. So, yes. so it's also a historical fact. Indeed, this, this is not make-believe in the Gospels. Yet again, mm -hmm. we see archaeology or history proving the veracity of what the Gospels tell us. Yes, exactly. And of course, people like Joseph would have felt very out of control at this moment mm -hmm. when they are being told what to do. He's got a pregnant wife who he's got to now move. However many miles travel would have been much more difficult mm -hmm. in those days. What does this tell us about the Lord being in control even in those difficult moments in our lives, Peter? Now, that's a good question. I, I guess the takeaway could be that when faced with these overwhelming circumstances where as part of the little people, we often can do, can do little against it. I mean, Joseph, what could he have done? He couldn't have written a letter to the emperor or write some email. I mean, that wasn't possible. He could, so he kind of just yielded to it in a certain way and, and went with it and then God used it. So I, I'm not, you know, arguing that we just accept any injustice at all, but there might be times where we need to say this is beyond our control and that we need to trust that God can use this even if it's difficult for us to understand. Yeah, that's great. And of course, later on in the history of the church, this same Roman power is used to oppress the church and persecute the church. But again, the church can experience that or, or walk through that, knowing that God is in absolute sovereign control. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this is the story of the church in a way, isn't it? The, the growth, massive growth against all odds. And if you think that uh, 12 disciples, uh, uneducated uh, started uh, this movement following Jesus and um, 300 years later, it is the official religion of the Roman Empire. This is um, incredible and shows the power of God. Yes, yeah, extraordinary. And it all begins with this census being mm -hmm. called to Bethlehem. Yes. Peter, thank you so much. You're welcome. It's always a joy to chat with you. God bless you and God bless everybody else. Thank you. You too. Have a great Christmas uh, and Advent period. And our piece of music for today is that beautiful Christmas carol, Once in Royal David City. One